It's time for Loud Pipes, the podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Here are your hosts for this episode, Rich Warfield and John Maripol. Loud Pipes episode 126. We need to catch up and discuss our visit to the second annual congregation show. Johnny John was in town, had a great time with that. John's been traveling, cruising. I've been traveling around the world, and I had a beautiful ride on Sunday. Woohoo! Hogan is away traveling, but I have my TD to the east. Johnny John, Spider Silk, what's happening? Hey, man, I'm doing well. Back from vacation. Time to catch up with you with all the latest news of this nice little trip I went on. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Now, I know you you still feel like you're rocking the boat and all that, but <laughs> are you drinking anything? No. No, I'm not drinking anything. Sorry, man. It's uh, unfortunately still feeling the sea legs, as, as I found out, of feeling like I'm still on a boat. Yeah. After being on it for seven days, you kind of do. So, so, so what do you have? In honor of Brother Hogan, who's not here. Rum and Coke? Having a nooner. Oh, nooner. Oh. Hold on. Oh, in a bottle. Or in a can. Duh. Sierra Nevada's nooner. Love it. Mm. Did you call room service for that? Mm. No, I picked up a whole six-pack today. Whole six-pack? What the? How you <laughs> so going to get that home? So another another Rico phrase. I'm too in. <laughs> oh, oh boy, this now don't fall asleep on me, man. Because when Rico gets to about four, you know he's about half asleep. Yeah, and we gotta keep poking him. <laughs> he's like, huh? huh? What? 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 Oh, oh, here I am. All right, new topics. Okay, hit it. <laughs> pop, 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 pop. <laughs> I do need to work on that. I I do have to Mac running. I could I could run it. Number one on our topic. Let's talk about our visit to the second annual congregation show. Was here in Charlotte just a couple of weeks ago, put on by the good folks over at Prism Supply and Dice Magazine. So we appreciate them for having the show again. Um, also some some great sponsors, which I won't go through the entire list, but we do encourage you to check out that website. Um, see some of the bikes that are out there. Look at the sponsors that support the show and and check them out as well. It's I've I've bemoaned before about how we've lost the progressive bike show or whatever they call it. IMS. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's not in Charlotte, so <laughs> that one's gone. But we have the congregation show, which I think is is way cooler anyway. So just want to thank them for that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I enjoyed the show. As you know, I well, as we taught, said in the beginning, that I rode down, came down, and got in the spider and rode down that morning, and we had a little fun. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did I did a little ride in the beginning of that day. Yeah, that is right. I remember doing that now. Wow, that's long ago. What was three weeks ago now, right? Two? Three? Three. Three weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago. So it was it was different. It was kind of, I enjoyed it because it was, not your normal, typical, high-flashing bikes. You know, it was choppers and custom bikes that were a lot nicer, different different style than your big baggers. So wait, were you, weren't you there last year or no? No, I was not. 
Oh, no, you weren't. That's right. I went with Micah last year. Yes, you did. And Who was there again this year. Thanks for hanging out. And also, Sir Mike joined us as well. Sweating as usual in the Carolina heat. <laughs> it was not, well, it was a little warm. It was warm. Not as hot as last year. Now, last year it was around my birthday. There was the end of May. And man, it was hot, humid, sticky, no wind. And this year it was unseasonably warm, but still a nice cool breeze. So it wasn't that bad, but I felt bad for Mike. He looks hot. Unfortunately, not trying to talk about North Carolina weather. Just winter, spring has been just all over the place. Yeah, we had a crazy warm February and then a cold March and some hot days in April. And I think summer is pretty much here now. It's going to get hot now. Oh, it's going to get hot, and it's going to get blistering, and I'm going to be sweating. So, yeah, let's talk about the show a little bit more. I I did not ride this year. I did take the the family wagon because my son Bryce wanted to go, which is cool. He was looking forward to the show, and uh, my youngest decided not to go at the last minute, which I think worked out. It's always easier to wrangle one child than two. (laughs) Yeah, but we're there. Uh, You know, as you said, Michael was there. I was there. Mike showed up after getting there, and, and I guess the one thing that uh, happened with Mike was they didn't accept credit cards. So Yeah, I never, I never imagined that, because even like all these new food trucks and stuff, they all seem to take credit cards, but... Yeah, they all use Square. But for whatever reason, the especially the beer tent was cash only. It's like, oh. And the attendance, too. The attendance fee was cash only, right? Right, it was. So it's not too bad. I mean, it was ten bucks. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy, but I hope that's enough for them to support the show because I hope it continues. Yeah, it was, and I got there before you guys did, and I kind of walked around a little bit, and I realized that I need to take a pair of change of shoes. Yeah, when I go to these events, because walking around in my boots from riding after <laughs> oh, a while riding starts boots to hurt. Hot uncomfortable yeah it just starts really getting really hard and hurting and and i just don't want to do anything then Hmm. i'm like just sit me over here you guys go look i'm i'm going to sit over here got it and you still had your riding pants on too which was making it even hotter yeah a little bit yeah they're a little toasty they're a little toasty so i need to learn for next time to kind of a little change do a little change but yeah, th- this show is a cool vibe. We talked about it last year. It's, you know, it's choppers, bobbers, customs. There are even some sport bike customs, some dirt bikes, some vintage dirt bikes. There are older motorcycles, antique and, and otherwise, that are, are not custom. There are plenty of older bikes there that were as close to stock as you can get for motorcycles that are, you know, 15 or more years old. So it was cool to see some of that old iron. I was just flipping through the pictures again earlier today, and I did a photo experiment this time. I basically just gave my phone to Bryce and let him let him take pictures of whatever he thought was cool. I mean, I pointed out a couple, said, I want a picture of that, I want a picture of that. But I just let him go, and it was pretty interesting what he, what he came back with. Yeah, I, I know you gave him that thing, and I think he had fun doing it too. Yeah, of course uh, – a beautiful WLA, which I like, with the the gun holster in the front and the white star on the tank, little saddlebags on the back. I love to see those. That one looked to be pretty close to its original condition. 
Um, there was several old sort of, I would, they're kind of look like flat or uh, like board track racers, but there was one in particular that looked like a board track racer, but I had almost like knobby tires on it. That was pretty neat. Yeah. Old Harley, you know, early, early V twin, probably the very first, one of the very first V twins. Right. And, and one thing talking about this, um, not just, let's just not talk about what was in the show, but talk about what was out in the people have rode in on in a parking lot was just as good as what was in, in on the show. Oh yeah. Yeah. We talked about that last year. Just the, the bikes you see in the parking lot. I, I agree a hundred percent, just as good as some of the stuff that you see inside on display. I mean, one of my favorite bikes of the show was parked out back where uh, we actually ran into the guys from uh, Riders on the Norm podcast, even though they, right. they don't do the podcast anymore, but ran into a couple of those guys, uh, Wes for one. And and that was neat, um, just to say hello. And always fun to meet a, a fellow podcaster and rider. <laughs> there's not too many of those. Or I guess there's a lot of them nowadays, but it's not too many of those. But my favorite one outside was that red, uh, red Harley panhead. And it just simplistic in its design and sort of the epitome of what I would do if I had a chopper. And I, I don't know if I like the bike as it is, or I just like the idea of the bike because I don't know that I could actually ride it. Right. Um, but you know what I'm talking about? The Springer front end, the red tank, little short, um, fender in the back had straight pipes, no front brake. You know, I had two, two calipers on the rear rotor and just the most minimal seat that you could come up with. I mean, there was a little bit of spring under the back of the seat, but it's not much and a, and a rigid frame on top of that. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. I love the look of that thing, but man, I don't know if I could ride it. Not for very long. No. I don't think so. That that would take some that would take a little riding to get used to that thing. Yeah. But that's that's my chopper, John, right there. I want I want something like that that's minimal, you know, a shovel head or older, kind of like mini apes, I guess you would call it. Short front end, springer front end, chromed out. Beautiful. And didn't the guy, I'm pretty sure that, this is the guy that came out and kickstarted it too, right? Was it this one or was it one of the other ones that was leaving? I, I, well, maybe it was one of the other ones. But several of them, yeah, and a lot of kickstarts out there, which is really cool, but. And then I'm sitting here looking through our photo gallery that, you know, you and Bryce did. And the one bike that I remember seeing was that Victory that got chopped up. Oh, yeah, that was neat. What, uh, I'm trying to go back to that one. Yeah, it was a kind of metal gray one, big front tires, kind of bobbered it out. Getting there, getting there. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's got a big chunky front tire. Well, both of the tires are about the same size. Well, it's the old classic Firestone. There's a name for those. I don't remember. Zion would be able to tell me right off the top of the head. But they have just the plain Firestone lettering on the side, kind of a yep. zigzag pattern. And this was well done. This was a... Do you remember what it started life as? Was it like a hammer? I think it was a hammer. I think that's what you said it was. I think that's what you said because uh, Dangerous Dave would have been mad at us. or when... Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a hammer, but they had... Um, inverted forks. I know that bike has inverted forks, but these appear to com have come from another bike. Yep. yep. 
It also had a nice little brown uh, leather saddlebag on it. The tank was unfinished, just like rusty and unfinished metal, kind of like a cafe racer seat. Just well done. Yeah. Giant, giant locomotive style headlight on the front. Yeah. And there's more pictures farther down that I, as I continue looking, they have a side shot of it and single swing arm. So, yeah. We were trying to find another picture or profile of it. Yeah, you scroll down a little bit more in their cluster page, and it's listed. It's got that single swing arm. Um, and our cluster page, for those who don't know, is our photo share for the Riders of Loud Pipes. So if you are part of that, then you will get all of these photos. Uh, the show notes will have a couple, but there are quite a few more on our photo share site. Yes, that is correct. Oh, I see it now. It says Tattoo Moto on the tank. Yep, that's what it was. Tattoo Moto. Very nice. Pretty short exhaust. Looks like some stainless on there. That's good looking. That's a good looking custom. It was. Or it is. And the nice thing with that is that you get the way Victory does the mono shock on the back, and I believe the the Indians, the new Indians are this way as well. It's very clean under the tail. There's nothing, there's no shocks, outboard shocks. You don't have the underslung soft tail shocks like Harley. You just have this single mono shock that just cleans up that whole area above the wheel and under the seat. It's just very clean. So it's technically a 2016 Victory Gunner. Oh, it's a Gunner. Okay. And if you go to their website, tattoomoto.com and it shows talks about how what they've done with it to do it and the front forks are Zuki GSX R forks with a custom triple tree yeah I figured they were I figured they were from some other bike because I like I said I know Victory does use does run inverted forks on those bikes but they don't look like that yes and they have the uh, Firestone Deluxe Championship tires are on it. Nice. And now Zion can tell me if those are the ones he wants. <laughs> and it has the Bitwell tracker bars. Very nice. But the Victory already putting out 86 horsepower and now weighs 100 pounds less after they did this stuff. And the motor mods were minimum with Lloyd's torque tube, adjustable timing gear, and a new fuel control unit and custom pipes capped with stainless steel cone engineer mufflers. Okay, speaking of Lloyd's, I have to mention this before I forget it. Did you know that Indian of Charlotte was sold? No. And Lloyd is co-owner. Pretty cool, huh? That is pretty awesome. Yeah, there's quite a few stories floating around. I can, I'll... Scare up a link for that and put it in the show notes. But yeah, we had we had Mr. Lloyd Lloyd Greer on the show previously when Victory first announced or when Polaris first announced the closing of Victory. Uh, we had him on the show. Great guy. Loved the horsepower he's making with Victories and and now Indians. And yeah, he's now uh, now co-owner of Indian Motorcycles of Charlotte. Well, we need to get him back on the show then. We most certainly do. So I don't know if that means he's spending more time in North Carolina or not, but because his his shop is in New York. Yeah. Pretty cool. 
Sounds pretty cool. And the other person's name, I forget, but the other co-owner is also the owner of um, one of the Indian dealerships out of the coast. I don't have to look it up because I forget the name. Sorry. Yeah. So what else did you like at Congregation besides oh. that that cool victory? I personally like some of the vintage ones that are just that are not customized. They're just restored or they're even better yet. They're survivors. Uh, what else did you have? Well, as we walked around and I missed this one the first couple of times was his Yamaha sport bike with a little help in the engine department. Are you talking about the turbo Maximus? I am. That bike, it was just so clean. And like, I never, until really looking at it with you, and we're standing around, and I didn't realize it had a turbo in it. Well, that was the nicest thing. When I, once I realized it had a turbo, I was even more impressed at how clean it was because it's, it's difficult to do a turbo job and have all the plumbing together, you know, so that it doesn't just look like a disaster of pipes and tubes everywhere. And the way this was integrated, um, and like I said, the bike is called Turbo Maximus. It was done by Derek Kimes, and he's actually, uh, I believe he's a fabricator um, at Fuller Moto. I know he's at Fuller Moto, but I'm pretty sure he's a fabricator. And um, just a, just an overall clean design. Now, what was the original bike? I'm trying to find the original engine. It's, it's a Yamaha inline four. It's air-cooled, but I'm trying to find the original bike. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, that one I don't know. But to describe the turbo in the front, and if if you look at Derek's Instagram page, you can see how it all comes together. The turbo sits in front of the engine, and the four exhaust pipes go right into the turbo in the front, and then the the outlet that goes or the the boost outlet then goes straight up in the front as well through an intercooler and then over the top of the engine um into the into the intake side. And then the exhaust just exits the right side of the turbo and goes down the side of the bike. Just a beautiful, clean design. Yeah. And it also was in bike. Um, bike Exif? Yes. And it was at the. Oh, it was at the hand-built show as well. Yep. It was at Jekyll Island event and it took top honors at the Jekyll Island event. Oh, uh, caffeine and octane. So it was, um, which is not surprising when you consider the XJ900 transplant. XJ900, there you go. That's what I was looking for. So we need to put a link into this. And and just to give everybody a little tidbit, while we were talking about this, we sent a little picture to our buddy, Justin Webster, and he comes back and says, I know the builder. <laughs> so we are planning on getting him on the show to talk about this bike. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, Derek was, uh, he had an interview by the guys at the Handbuilt show who were doing doing some live audio as well. So that was pretty neat. Listen to some of that earlier today. And just a just a beautiful bike. Can't wait to hear more about it. And talking about that, before we continue on. Oh, hang on. I'll finish this. The, the 7 Fitch engine came out of a 1983 XJ900. Uh, and it was f- and has 
it's been fully rebuilt by NASCAR engine builder Jordan Hensey of Atlanta. Very nice. With nine to one custom forge pistons, adjustable cam, sprocket from the FZ750 and titanium valve springs from Kibble White. So it's actually a 750 engine. It says the 750 engine came out of a 1983 XJ900. Oh, and an 83 XJ900 mil was swapped in. But the bike was originally a 750. And the throttle bodies are from a 2003 Suzuki GSX-R600. Uh-huh. Look at that. So a bunch of... Oh, my goodness. And so they say the bike has 200 horsepower on E85 fuel. Ooh. I mean, given the vintage, that's pretty sweet. And it's air-cooled. I think that's what really makes it look clean is is that the engine itself is air-cooled. So you you immediately don't have the plumbing and the radiator system to deal with a a water-cooled bike. And then he also installed the forks are from a 2015 R6. It's a little bit of everything in there. And I think the coolest thing is, though, John. Yeah, man. This is actually his first build. Wow. From what I was reading. Yeah. Wow. So now I really can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. So so we'll get him on the show. We'll stop oohing over it. And before we continue on talking about Hand Builder, our buddy, again, Justin, give him props that he got invited again to the Hand Builder and Hand Built Show. Hand Built Show in Austin, Texas. And he is going to come on the show once he gets back from ta- into town to talk about his build. And I'm going to love to hear about this bike. Because if you followed his Facebook page... This was the Triumph. Yeah, the Triumph that he modded looks unbelievable, in my opinion. Apologize for the sirens. <laughs> so, what do you think of Justin's build? I know this not, we'll, we'll get him on the show, but... I thought it was great. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to spend some more time looking at the finished bike because I just looked at it briefly. Yeah. So I want to take some time and go over all the all the finished bike photos and and we we you know we obviously saw the progress photos on Facebook and we've been texting back and forth with them. So it's been pretty cool to to sort of ride along with the build process. It's pretty neat. Yep. All right. So anything else from the show that you really enjoyed, Rich? Well, let's see. Other standouts for me was I, I thought the dirt bike section was really cool. It was neat that they had their own little section. Um, there was an old Honda XR that was pretty cool. There was an older Suzuki um, 500cc two-stroke, which was pretty wild. I don't remember if did Bryce get a photo of that or not. I know he did of the XR. But I don't know if he got a picture of that big 500 or not. Did you get any shots of that one, John? It was yellow. No, I don't think so. No, I only have the big XR. Ah, It's in the background of one of my photos, but I don't have an actual shot of it. But, you know, back in the day, there were these 500cc two-strokes that were just absolute animals. And it was cool to see one of them there. Right. It'd be fun, fun to ride. I've never ridden one, but they say that they're they are beasts to ride. Well, let's see. There was another one that I liked. Um, I have to scroll back through here. 
Bryce didn't take a lot of the Harley photos, which kind of surprised me. It was cool seeing the Honda CBX in the parking lot. That was actually one of Micah's friends. That was pretty cool. The I, Honda I, I, in, in I think six. your I think your son has a thing for dirt bikes. Yeah, I think so too. Because <laughs> all he cared about was looking at dirt bikes. Anything that looked like a a tracker or a race bike too. Yeah. He was into uh, this one bike. Uh, I think this was a shovel head. I got to come around to the other side of it. The bike with the number seven on it and the leaf spring front end. Yeah. I remember that, that one? one right now. That was pretty wild. The th- it has thick spoke wheels, uh, front and rear uh, looks to be a soft tail rear end, uh, leaf spring front end, shovel head engine, Big, and, wide, open primary. And I think it's air suspension. It's probably air under the back. Big, wide tire in the back. Skinny front. My kind of chopper. Like a lead sled. You know, long and low. Really cool. Yeah. Oh, I just realized it has this tiny little LED on the top of the yep. handlebars. <laughs> it does. That's pretty cool. The primary's got a name on it, like a signature. Yeah, it looks like Sandra Lee. Something like that. Cool bike. Yes. And I I really enjoyed just walking around this year. I mean, we didn't really we didn't really go to like make a show out of it, but it was fun just walking around with, you know, you and Micah and Bryce and and Sir Mike later in the day. It was just fun to walk around. Take it all in. And let's see. There was one other dirt bike that Bryce liked. The one that said Kroig on the tank. C-R-O-I-G. Remember that one? I do. I think that was actually, was that a Triumph engine? No, that was a Honda of some sort. It was a parallel twin Honda from something turned into a dirt bike. Just wild. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, I think that's it. Overall, good show. Also got to... Spent a couple of minutes with the boys from Tutopia Cycles. So need to get over there and chat with them one of these days as well for another show. Talking about that, uh buddy our buddy Ape from Mono Mino and our North Carolina State Ambassador knows the guys owe Topia as well and hand me a business card to tell them to give to you. So well, of course, I've already talked to them. <laughs> well, I know, but I was just, yeah. you know. Um, he didn't. Yeah, I've had a chat with I have had a chat with Nate a couple of times. He's um, the guy who does a lot of the work, and and uh, they had a cool Triumph. What was it? A Triumph six seven five R, I think it was, and they had it track prepped, but they had the body work off of it, and they had it like half disassembled, so you could see all the insides of it. That was a really cool display. Right. That was it. Had a couple of beers. That was good, too. Always good. Yeah. (laughs) We can't get away from that. All right, Johnny John, what else we got? You want to talk a little bit about your vacation? Yeah, we could talk about vacation. Just a little bit. Uh, The wife and I took a little excursion. Last year, she was like, I started planning everything for the rides, and she's like, we got to go on a trip. I want a trip. I want to go on vacation. 
<laughs> so we booked a seven-day cruise to the Western Caribbean, leaving out nice. of Tampa, and we ended up going to uh, Grand Cayman, Mahogany Bay, Roten Island, which is part of Honduras, Belize, and then Cosmo came back to to uh, Tampa. Nice. How many days? Was it was that? seven days. And I was ready to get off the boat, and she was too. You were all done after seven. <laughs> yeah, I, I kept feeling the boat moving. It's taken me a while to, I'm still feeling it, as I said in the beginning of the show, where I'm still kind of feeling movement and a little lightness and dizziness happening. So I've heard it might take a few days to get over it. So you still feel like you're kind of rocking with the waves? that kind of motion i i feel yeah a little bit and i feel like lightheaded kind of dizzy now how big was the boat though uh it was uh 2000 passenger thou 9800 tons um so mm-hmm. hang on, give me give me a second i'll tell you though like what's yeah i was wondering what the length of it is it's almost a thousand feet oh jeez wow <laughs> give me a second i'll and i will because I thought those those big boats, I thought they had these sophisticated things to, like, smooth out the motion of it. Well, it did for a lot of it, but still, I mean, you're in water, and you're seeing it move, and it still happens. Yeah. It's not as, well, that's cool. But you, you guys had fun? Yeah. So it's uh, 963 feet in length and 80, 88, 500 gross tonnage. So it could hold 2,100 guests and had 900 and over 900 onboard crew. Now, was this a requirement before you took any more trips? <laughs> What's that? What's that? that it, Natalie was like, you're going to take me on a trip before you do any more gallivanting on your motorcycle. Well, no, she she actually said that last year. We planned it since last August that she said oh, okay. that I started talking about 2018 planning she goes i want to go on a trip next year so that's been planned since last august yeah you gotta take care of mama yeah that is true and so a couple of interesting little tidbits before we begin about something so i go get to tampa drove down and by the time we get to ocala i was done in a car i just want to get out and sober with her so we stayed (laughs) a nice uh we had a marriott stayed at a nice marriott and then we went into the rest of the way Sunday because we left Sunday to Sunday, and we got into the port. And getting into port was just the terminal was crazy, not very well organized with traffic. It was mm. just a big old cluster. Uh, and then we paid for valley parking, so to park at the terminal was a hundred and five day, hundred and five dollars for a day, or an extra twenty dollars, and I could do valet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. $105 a day? Oh, sorry, for the week. Oh, okay. Sorry, the week. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, so it was 105 for the week or 124 a week with Valet. So, or 125 for the, for the Valet. So we did Valet and we pull up. The, cop, the sheriff was sitting there telling us, okay, I got Valet, pull up. And this car in front of us was, I don't know. So I get out of the car, talk to the Valet guy. Nellie was trying to be helpful, get everything out of the car that she needed and not be there. And then the valley guy needed the voucher, so she's on the side of the road, other side, so she had to come back over and bring me the voucher. 
they get the voucher to the guy. Guy's walking around the car, making sure there's no, you know, just marking down any damage, just, you know, checking it out. Yeah. So they can note it. Great. I go leave, and she goes, don't forget your, you forgot your backpack. So I go back and get my backpack. So then they walk across. I go to the valley station. All of a sudden, the valley guy, the guy that took the car comes over and says, hands me my phone. So I left my cell phone in the car. Oh, almost. <laughs> almost. Sounds almost. like you got it. Yeah. So we did that. And then uh, we got on the boat and took off. And Monday was a day at sea and went around the ship. And and we had a satellite service. We weren't planning to do much um, excursion. So we did internet service on the boat. So we had satellite service the whole time, which is pretty freaking awesome. How much was that? Um. Uh, it was pricey, so I used the crap out of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> now they had it too, and we were using the crap out of it. I mean, we were because I was going to say, you, yeah, you guys were pretty well connected for being at sea. Yeah, it was satellite internet the whole time, and it was it was good. We we kept up on a lot of things. Um, we have we put both the dogs in a boarding camp, and they got training. So there's Dropbox videos. So we were trying to watch some of those to see how they were doing. And in fact, Bo is still there. So he's there. We should have like recorded a show from the ship. That would have been funny. <laughs> yeah, that would no, I wouldn't want to have done that. Sipping my ties, talking about motorcycles. Yeah. Did you uh, drink anything good or eat any good food on the boat? We ate at a the steakhouse on the boat. Um it was called Nick and Norris. And Nelly went Monday for a food demonstration and it was really good and they undersold and didn't have it. So it was an extra uh, $35 a person to go eat, but it was a four-course meal. So you got an appetizer, a salad, your meal, and dessert. And the real interesting thing is the steak that we got for dinner was 18-ounce steak. Whoa. <laughs> so you got your money's worth. So that was really good. Um, That's cool. What else did we have good on the boat we talked about it on the way back we really didn't have anything i had like this um one night at dinner we had an appetizer it was a beef cows cazone cannoli a beef cannoli that was really good we had some salmon that was really good oh oh now they had strawberry soup that she loved a strawberry soup yeah it was cold soup and she really loved it Interesting, yeah. Yeah, so she had a bunch of interesting things. Um, then the real interesting part happened is when we got to Grand Cayman, Nellie wanted to go to the turtle farm. And the turtle farm, I know this isn't much about motorcycles, but we'll, um, the turtle farm... We'll give you another minute. Yeah, so real quick. So I'll tell you what really happened at the turtle farm, and then we can continue on. I got one more thing after this one. Two. Oh, no, we'll make it. Um, so when she gets to the, we takes the taxi out to the turtle farm. She gets out. She pays the guy, and she gets out of the car. And all of a sudden, she's she's re- reaching for her pockets, and she says, "I left my phone in the car in the taxi." Uh oh. And I'm like, "Great, how are we going to get this back?" And and I these guys were over here. I think there are guides for tours that would come in. And I said something to them about it about. She left the car or the phone in the car in the taxi, and she's like, "They're like, okay, do you got the number? Nope. You got the name? Nope." So this one guy literally went to the edge of the street, down to the street, looked out for it, 
for the guy, the taxi, see if he stopped. He didn't. He stops another car coming by, gets in the car, and they go down the road. About 10 minutes later, come back with the phone. Oh, nice. So it was really, really awesome. And we were told about something. Um, if you ever go to Grant, if anybody ever goes to Grand Cayman, not Grand Cayman, can't, uh, Cozumel. Yeah. Well, if you go on the Carnival Cruise Line, you get off the boat, out to the duty-free stage port. To the right is a restaurant called Three Amigos. Go there and have the burrito. Good the stuff, sauce man. on top of the burrito is to die for. Mm. Now, don't get sticker shot because it is $16 for just the burrito. <laughs> but it sounds like it's worth it. Uh, yes, it's very well worth it. And then we did one excursion in in uh, Mahogany Bay at Roatan Island in Honduras. The best excursion I've ever been on. The best. Uh, it was Nelly and I and a guy took us around the island. We went to see iguanas. Nelly got to hold a sloth, and we mm. went in a cage with monkeys and parrots and Bert and another parrot, and they all jumped on us. Nice. Well, that's what she wanted, right? Yep. And then we went snorkeling with, which was really cool, this is called Lobster City. It's clear, crystal clear water. Uh, the boat took us out. Uh, it was the captain of the boat, a guide, and Natalie and I. That's it. And we went out to this little area, and it was just the three of us in the water. Very nice. Clear water. So there you go. There's my trip. There's your cruise. There's my cruise. Yeah, I'm still on the fence if I if I want to do a cruise. I don't know. Well, you can do one next October with me. Next October? Where are you going? Uh, so we're going to Grand Turk, and I can't think of the other city. Um, no, I can't think of Amelia Court Cave Cove. Amelia Cove, I think, is what it's called. If you say so. <laughs> uh, is that is that like Caribbean? Where like where is? Yeah, it's in the Caribbean. Oh, so it's Grand Turks. And then in Dominican. See, that's no real joy, because we can just go stay with mother-in-law. Well, okay. <laughs> we can do all that clear water snorkeling. and. <laughs> okay, well, you go do that then. <laughs> I did, and we probably will again this summer. Cool. It'll be fun. I can get yeah. sunburned again. Just watch out for the laps, for the, um, um. Oh, oh, God, the jellyfish. The jellyfish, yeah, that's what I had to think of. Crazy. That's what I had to think of, yeah. So I have a... A little riding to talk about. Yeah, let's talk about your. Oh, oh, hang on. Before I we talk about riding forever, let me let me give you one more thing. When we're in Honduras on the Roatan Island, there were so many bikes on the island of people riding around. They even have an Ace Hardware store. They had a pizza inn. They even had a Bojangles. <laughs> Bojangles, really? Now you ready for the funny thing about Bojangles and the motorcycles? Yeah. They actually had on the back of the motorcycle a Bojangles box, and they delivered. <laughs> no kidding! I swear to Bojangles God, Bojangles delivery. <laughs> so you got Bojangles delivery on a motorcycle. Did you slap a loud pipe sticker on it? No, we didn't get out of the cars because I really didn't want to get out of the car. Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't the best place. You, I don't know. Mm. Nice. I give Rico all the love for living in, going to all these different countries. All right, so let's talk about your motorcycle ride. What have you done while I've been vacationing? Well, yeah, I haven't I haven't ridden much because work has taken me out of town quite a bit. And I've been 
you know, going back and forth between home and, and Washington DC area. So I finally positioned enough stuff, if you will, clothing and, and whatnot at my hotel so that when I got home, I could just jump on the bike and, and head back to DC the following week. So that's what I did on Sunday is instead of flying or renting a car or anything, I just hopped on the Harley, packed it up and put uh somewhere over 400 miles on it, which was very nice. Awesome. Awesome. I told you to, how to do that. It just took me a little while to convince you, I think. Yeah. Well, it was just the setup because the weeks were kind of the first week. I didn't know the layout. The second week was a split week. Cause I had to also be in Plano, Texas, um, which was cool. Got to meet up with Chad, Mr. Rosenboom. That was cool. Did we talk about that last show? We have not because we didn't I talk don't think about we that. Because it's been oh, that man. long. So much to talk about. I know. This is, I mean. So yeah, I was in Plano and got to go see, you know, one of the guys from the clubhouse and went and had some, some tacos with Chad and the family and got to see his cool new victory. Yep. It was awesome. It was a good evening. Yeah. Yeah, and we got to talk about more of that with Chad. I got some update on that. Uh oh, trip planning. Trip like. planning. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about trip planning, and and kind of. Like, I guess how we'll put the show. I mean, it might be kind of like we're off kilter with what we normally do, but we, Rich and I, haven't talked in probably a good two weeks. Yeah, because after the congregation show, I went right back to D.C., and then you went on your trip shortly after that. And then I've just been flat out with travel and everything, so it's been crazy. So yeah, the I guess that's kind of our I guess our notice or forewarning of the show is that you know, we may not be so regular over the next couple of weeks until we get this settled out with my travel and whatnot. But um anyway, my ride, John. Yeah, man. Four hundred plus miles. Instead of taking eighty five and ninety five and going through all that mess. Right. I took twenty nine. That's a nice road. All the way to Charlottesville. Sweet. And what you think? 66 across? Well, no. So here, here's the thing. I was going to pick up 29 in Greensboro. Right. But apparently, I got on 29 in Lexington and didn't even realize it. Oh. <laughs> so you know when you pass, um, I was definitely past the river. This is definitely past the Yadkin River. Okay. And all of a sudden... I saw an exit for 29. And I guess that's also what, business 85, maybe? Mm, let me look. In that part, I think it's business 85. Yeah. Goes through, goes around Lexington. Keep talking and I'll, and I'll keep, uh, I'll look. Yeah, I'm looking at the map. It goes in parallel with 85, goes north of Thomasville. It goes below High Point, then merges back in with 85 again for a minute before you go through the south part of Greensboro. Right. And, th- and then you're on just 29 at that point. So that's what I did. Took 29 all the way to Charlottesville. So I'm scrolling. Hold on. And the piece of the road, the last part. So let's say Lynchburg, mm-hmm. Amherst. I'm still scrolling. Kingswood. Still going. Okay, there's Charlottesville. So probably from, gosh, I don't even know where I was. Somewhere below Charlottesville. But that last section of 29 there, beautiful road. Like, like a roller coaster up and down where the road kind of goes up and down and you, and it's like blind hills. You can't see over Yep. like what's coming the other side. Yeah. So have you done, have you ever gone since we're talking about travel, have you ever gone up 17? Um, 
don't know, 17. Hmm. Yeah, 17. It does the same way from Warrington over to 66. Kind of way from Warrington up. It's kind no. of the same way. So you took 29, you go away in the Culpepper. So my, yeah, my plan was to take 29, pa- well, through Culpepper and Gainesville all the way up. Well, actually, they guess that would have been 15 at that point. Right. Um, through Gainesville and then pick up 66 and come in. But I remembered that 66 has a toll and I couldn't remember like what time of the day and what restrictions. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to head east. And it was getting cold. So Sunday was not that warm. It was like 90 degrees here today, but Sunday's low temperature was supposed to be like 42, 43. And let me tell you, when that sun went down Sunday night, it was getting cold in a hurry because it was only 60 when I left Charlotte. Right. And I was dressed appropriately for 60. I was not dressed appropriately for 45. I can tell you, <laughs> tell you that much. So, so what you do, book it over to 95 and go up? So I just went past, so I didn't make it to Culpeper. I did get north of Charlottesville, and then I picked up 33. Yep. And 33 then ran into 644. Then I got on 609, and eventually I got on 20. And 20 brought me across to 3, and then 3 dumped me on 95 right at Fredericksburg. But that first stretch there, that 33, 644, 609, beautiful. Like two lane roads, back roads. It was like me and one other car for miles. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. It's that part of Tennessee. I mean, of North Carolina, or not North Carolina, Virginia is nice. I mean, it is, I enjoy doing that. So. And, and the right choice was hitting 95 because once I hit Fredericksburg on 95, it was warmer. You know, more traffic, more cars, you know, more asphalt to heat up during the day. So I had more temperature. Plus, I stopped and put my rain, not the full rain suit, but I stopped and put my rain jacket over my regular jacket. Because mm-hmm. I did have thermals on under my riding jeans. So my, my legs weren't too bad, but my upper body was getting cold. Right. So glad I had that jacket. Would have been nice to have you with me to get a sweatshirt, but that's okay. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> uh, yeah. See how it is. And then I took 95, jumped in the express lane from there to DC and just yeah, hauled yeah. hauled tail all the way to 395. Yeah, so hopefully you'll have a nice I know you talk about and I've seen posts where it takes you, you know, eight hours to get home from DC on Friday. So hopefully you'll get a little break coming home on the bike. I hope for you. Yeah, well Friday I'm hoping to leave early enough and I'm gonna jump right in that easy pass lane because motorcycles can get in there. Yep, and I think it's free. Well, it better be free. That's I took it on the way up, and I don't have an Easy Pass transponder. So, like I said, I actually did it when we, when uh, Irishman and I went up to DC or not DC, up to New England, and mm-hmm. I never got a bill. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's bikes. Bikes are free and allowed to enter. I I did see the sign once, not not going north, but coming south on 395. Somewhere there was a sign that said. You know, motorcycles are allowed to enter, so. Yep. That's my plan. Get out of here Friday and then, you know, a couple days at home and then I'll be back Sunday night. Awesome. Glad you got, I'm glad you could see you finally get out, man. Yeah, and thankfully I did that or I would have had no miles for April. (laughs) Would have had nothing. Yeah, mine was cut short as you saw. I only got a thousand this past month. 
dead. All right. Well, I have one more topic to talk about, but let me go ahead and thank some people first. Okay. What are we going to thank? Well, we're going to take a moment and recognize the people who continue to make our show possible. And we do that by thanking the Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. That would be our first five riders, Marcus, Rickard, Edward, Jebby, and Zion. Thank you, fellas. Slack Pack is Chuck, Nobby Tire, Old Man Slacker, Sir Mike, and Squatchy Pete. Then we have Steve, Micah, Kenny, Dangerous Dave, Chad, James, Bronco Ride, Rich, and our newest member, Joe Gibson, who's also riding what, John? A Spider RT. A Spider. So, Joe, welcome to the clubhouse. Appreciate your support, and he's been in there mixing it up already, which is cool to see, and if all goes well, we'll have even have our video hangout this Sunday. Which I want to miss. Wah, wah. I want to be out riding. Ah, yeah, yeah. So that'll be makes down your neck of the woods. Group. <laughs> Darren and the motor or Darren, the motorcycles and misfits podcast and Jared are the insiders. And if you're not a member of the riders of loud pipes, please visit loudpipes.net forward slash donate and take a look at the support levels we have to offer. You turn. Close enough. Yeah. Hey, hey, I got a U-turn topic for this week. John, John has a U-turn topic. I think. Lay it on me. Hey, hey, let me think. Let me see. You got news down here? Mm, no, no, we need to go. We got, we got to wait a little bit. I got, I got to go to racing news first. That's right. Oh, okay. Well, my, my U-turn topic is the continued news stories of Harley Davidson confirming the live wire for 2019, which isn't really a story. There were still no details and we continue to wait. But I just thought I would mention that because it was all over the, the press in the last couple of days. I guess there was probably an announcement with the quarterly results. They probably said something more about it. I know they confirmed the, that it was coming and they confirmed for 2019, but I think that's the end of the story. Okay. Unless you heard more. And I know you don't care, but... Nope. I do. <laughs> I expect to see one in your garage when it comes out. Well, the price has to be right. I mean, if it's thirty grand, it's not going to happen. Now, here you go. Putting these stipulations in it. And same problem I have with the Modus. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a stack of Benjis that high. So what else, news-wise? You hearing anything? Anything tickle your fancy in the news department? I, I got race news. You want, can we talk about race news? Yeah, let's skip to racing. Uh, so, so um, I'm not sure if you saw, but uh, the winner from Atlanta's short track racing and flat track got his uh, wind yanked away from him. Oh, uh, and why was that? Uh, doping his tires. Doping of tires? Do tell. Yeah, they did a chemical, applied some chemical to the tires, and uh, they found his tires were little illegal no kidding now is that the only bike that had them or uh, to, to that's the only rider that got anything taken away yes hmm and as you have talked about or we've talked about last year when cruiser was at Atlanta he did see Jared Meese kind you remember that that's the race they had the controversy where he kind of bumped somebody didn't he bump into like Slam and Sammy or something like that yeah that's who he bumped into and they kind of let it go, and everybody said, "Oh, that's that was just a little race incident." Yeah, so I guess he's a little dirty racer. Mm-hmm. 
And on other news of racing, it looks like Harley factory team is kind of stepping up the game here. I guess after Texas here, they kind of are getting a little better. Were they on the podium? I didn't see that one yet. Mm. You know you have to ask me that? Of course, now I think I think American Flat Track has made a change. I don't think you can watch the finals until they air on NBC. Oh. So if, if you go to Fans Choice TV, you only get the heat races. Hmm. So the factory Harley came in fourth. Oh, one short. So it's Jeremy Sagan, a Kawasaki Ninja um, with Brian Berman on the, the Ninja or the Kawasaki Ninja 650, and then Chad Kors on the Indian Scout factory team. It looks like. Hmm. No, no, it's not a factory team because Indian Motorcycles of Oklahoma. Privateer. So, privateer. So. Well, that's yeah. cool. Well, maybe. Um... Maybe Harley's luck will change this year, and if if uh, Indian was doping the tires and they get that taken away, then they may lose a little speed in the next round. Yeah. You know, they try to do what they can do to see what happens. Yeah. Just keep pushing the boundaries, right? Yeah, you keep pushing it. You're going to get it at some point in time. Well, I've been watching a little bit of World Superbike from the hotels here at night, and I guess not... Uh, not super exciting. It's been pretty good racing, but it hasn't really blown me away so far. But I have been watching a little bit of Formula One. It seems like when I get here on Sunday nights, that's that's often on the TV. So I've been watching some of that, and it's interesting. I haven't watched Formula One in a long time, so it looks really strange, and the cars now sound terrible. So I, I've been watching it with the volume off. <laughs> oh. So, so the race is on, but I'm listening to something else. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's a tip for NASCAR. Don't ever go to like turbo sixes or something. At least keep that V8 sound. And the other thing that is coming out is, I think we talked about this before. Charlotte is running the Roval in the fall. Yeah, you did. You did say that. So they have the road course set up now and it's going to be in the chase race in October. And there's an event. I believe it's this weekend. And probably this will have happened before the show comes out, but. I believe if you buy tickets this week, excuse me, this weekend, you can drive your car on the Roval. Oh. I think that's Saturday. You said you're coming down towards Charlotte? I am. On what day? Sunday. Sunday. So you can do the hangout. <laughs> no, because I'm going to be on a bike. <laughs> All right. Where are you guys going? Or can you say? I can talk about this. So our little our event was it's uh we're doing a memorial ride or awareness month a ride because March or not March blah May is motorcycle awareness month so we're okay. doing the awareness ride in memory of Greg so we were actually going to leave the rest area on I forty near Benson and go all the way to I forty to eighty five to Kannapolis, go by the accident scene. Then we're going to go up to Statesville area uh, through Cleveland, North Carolina, by where Greg's uh, father is a pastor at the church where the service was. Go by that, and then we're going to go to um, 
Bad Daddy's Burgers in Statesville for lunch. Hmm. Well, this would have been a good week to drive back to D.C. instead of fly. I know, right? And then, um, talking about this, that Friday night, I am leaving out with three other guys, and we are going over to the western part of North Carolina. Whoa, over I know what's over there. Ah. We are actually going to be going to, oh, where is it? Uh, South of Wavyville, or they're up there by 77 and 85 or 81, uh, near Fancy Gap area. We're going to stay and we're going to hit the snake and the back of the dragon. Wait, wait, wait. That's not Western North Carolina. Not Fancy Gap. All right. Sorry. All right. So, Fancy Gap is what do you want to call it? Northern, well, southwestern Virginia. There we go. Okay, it's yeah, it's not west western North Carolina. That's for sure. Yeah, it's more or less at the. So we're actually going to be in like we're going to ride in North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, and West Virginia this weekend. Nice. Oh yeah, actually, Fancy Gap is in Virginia. Look at that. Yep, yeah. and then uh, talking a little bit about that. Um, on another little topic, we're going to stop in uh, Demarcus, Virginia, and we're going to meet with my with Scott that I used to work with, mm-hmm. as he is currently hiking the Appalachian Trail. Oh, that's right. So he is going to. He's started. He's over a month. Then he's a little over. He's a little over four hundred miles. So we're going to meet up with him on Saturday. Cool. Well, you've got some more big riding planned. It looks like. Yeah, yeah. So this weekend probably be about as people are talking. It's a thousand mile weekend. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I've got another four hundred some home Friday night, and then I was gonna turn around and ride back here, but little change of plans. I'm only gonna be here a couple of days, so I'm just gonna fly fly out Sunday night and back home Tuesday, and I'll actually get to be home for a couple of days. That's nice, man. That's cool. Nice, nice. All right. Anything else? Want to cover events and get well, on out of here? Well, we can cover events, but one of the events is going to be a little long because I want to expand about something that has changed. Okay. Well, I'll get us started. Okay. We have the second annual East Coast meetup for Moto Amino. That's June 9th in Wake Forest, Capital City, Capital City, Capital Power Sports. Is there something called Capital City Power Sports? No, there need there needs to be that just rolls off the tongue. And you're coming for that, right? Uh, maybe. Okay, we'll see what travel looks like. Um, let's see. Third annual motorcycle podcasters challenge, June twenty first through July eleventh. Are you ready for that? Sure, ready. Awesome. And we need to do an episode on that too, so we'll get that going. And and Ted from the motorcycle man reached out. Maybe we'll have him on the next one. Okay. First annual Loud Pipes Meetup, July 13th, 14th. That's in Gettysburg. We will be there for that. 14th annual Barber Vintage Festival. Ching. Clink. Clink. <laughs> October 5th through 7th. Um, and that'll I, 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 technically be uh, Meetup uh, Part 2. Correct. And I'm going to go on the next one. So. Now you got a lot of text here in the notes, so have at it, my man. So as we have previously talked about, that Roger's coming from Oregon, and him and I were going to ride back west and go to AIM. 
Correct. That's what you were talking about. Part of that plan has been scratched. What? You're not going? I'm going. Oh, oh. <laughs> but on the way out, we're picking up two more riders on the way out. Mm. So Roger and I are going to leave Alabama on the 7th, and we're hall-tailing to Dallas to pit, meet up with Chad and Ginny. Nice. As they have chatted about they're going to join us and ride to Vegas with us. Nice. So on the on the eighth Monday morning, Roger, Chad, Jenny, and I are heading off for Vegas. We're going to haul tail it to Albuquerque on the first on Monday, and then Tuesday we're getting up and we're going to. It's a half a day ride over to Grand Canyon, Grand Camp, Grand Canyons, Grand Canyon, <laughs> uh, the Southern Rim, and we're going to tour that and. Sightsee that, and then we're going to stay around Flagstaff, and then Wednesday we're going to get up and continue the rest of the way to Vegas. We're going to go to the Hoover Dam on the way in and visit other things in the area, like the Shelby Museum, Fremont Street, the Strip. So that means, Rich, I need no tickets for AIM because I'm not going. Sounds like a much better time. (laughs) Yeah. So, if you care to join us... Nice. And so then, go ahead. what about continuing on to California? Just you and Roger then? Yeah, so Roger and I on Friday morning are going to get up and head towards California. We're actually going to go through Death Valley and into um, the, we're going to be staying on the eastern side of Yosemite. And then I'm not sure what his plan is, but um, I'm going to travel through Yosemite to go to San Francisco. Nice. Because Roger sent me a video of going through Yosemite and stuff, and it looks it's really pretty. So I'm, I got to do it. That's awesome. And I'm glad Chad and Jenny are going too. That's really cool. They are excited and um, really cool for Jenny because she actually, Chad was, she's only done like 300 mile days. Mm-hmm. And she's on a heritage. And she, uh, uh, Chad took her out this past weekend and they did 524 miles, I think. And she had no problems because the, nice. the day from where we meet them in Dallas to Albuquerque is over 600 miles. So, nice. so she, he's like, she's ready to go. And kind to share some news is that he had to, up, he's upgrading his seat on the victory because he was complaining about his butt being sore. Well, you you know my beef with planning a 600-mile day, right? What's that? I think that's a little much for one day. So, I agree that it is a lot for a one-day event, one day, but to make the difference that we need to do to get to the end point, I got to do it. Okay. I I totally, I mean, like, to for Roger and I to get from Birmingham to... Dallas, I mean, it's another, it's a 600 mile day, but to meet up and make it so that we get to Vegas and spend time, right? You got to do something. I'm on a time crunch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't make this three weeks. I'm already at two and a half. I hear you. I hear you. You know, but I, I'm just saying, I, I can predict the conversation when you get back. It's going to be like, you know, Rush, 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 or we, I wanted more time, didn't see as much as I wanted. Yeah. We, we but might I, guess you've, I guess you guys have, you have some cool things planned out. Yeah. I just hope the riding in between doesn't beat you up too much. No, I think, we, I, I have a feeling we'll be okay. 
um, maybe the, the I was actually when I was going out to Dallas, the route I had Roger and I going to take was going to be kind of non interstate. We're going to kind of take secondary highways and take a little longer, take a day and a half to get to Dallas because just this popped up with with them joining us. So, and then I didn't realize I was going to be so close to the Grand Canyon Southern Rim. It's like, let's go. Well, let me go do that instead. So, there's a lot of cool stuff been happening. All right. Have fun, man. Yeah, yeah. We should go with us, but I know that's a little tough for you. Two and a half weeks? You're crazy. <laughs> you can't even get two and a half days, let alone weeks. <laughs> but that's another story. So, that's the big news that's coming out of our camp. So, nice. I know we talked about AIM and. It seemed more. I kind of talked with Roger about doing it, and he didn't. He was like, he didn't have a preference, and I said, "Well, we're going to go sightseeing." And he was all game for it. So we're, yeah. I think that's. I think that's way more your speed, anyway. Yeah. I mean, I know you. When we've done stuff like that, I know you've tagged along to be a good sport, but I think you would rather ride and see things and yeah, and talk about that experience. Yes, the Shelby Museum is awesome, and they haven't nice. been there. I mean, they haven't been there. Uh, Chad and Ginny, I don't know, 10, 20 years, they haven't been there. So it's like, I've been the most recent person been there. So, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to add one more little event just real quick. I don't know if it'll happen for sure or not, but this coming weekend, which again, this will have already happened by the time you hear this episode, but, um, in the same building as Harley Davidson of Charlotte, they have now opened up a Vespa of Charlotte. Vespa scooters and and they have one other brand so they they reached out to us to stop by and check out the open house so or the grand opening rather not the open house and if I get time this weekend I may run over there and check it out I may he may have a picture of me on a Vespa John that would be cool <laughs> now now let me throw one out to you as well since we're talking about events and we're all over the place tonight I'm sorry everybody so your birthday's at end of the May right End of the May, yes. End of May, right? Yes. You need to come take a little ride to Greenville, South Carolina, or Greenville, Virginia with me. Or not Virginia, Greenville, North Carolina. Where are you again? <laughs> I am all over the place, and I apologize. Greenville, North Carolina, okay. Greenville, North Carolina. What Go happens to, there? Uh, Yamaha Street Motorcycle Demo Days. Yamaha Demo Days. On what day? Uh, the, the whole weekend? Yep, Friday and Saturday. 25th and 26th of May. Mm. Oh. oh, the 600 falls on my birthday this year. Might have to go to that. Okay. All right. So I guess you won't become riding motorcycles because you're going to have to venture there. You're going to have to loot her. The FJ, FJR 1300. Uh, the FJ09. Well, yeah, the only one I want to try is the Tracer GT. <laughs> and the KTM Super Duke GT, if I could find one of those. That might be at our lovely location in October. Oh, that's right. KTM. Well, but they're not bringing that bike to the U.S. anymore. That's the hard part. All right. Come on, Joey. You got to get one. Get a 17 leftover and let me ride the dang thing. (laughs) All right. Well, that's all the news I got. Okay. Well, thanks, John. Appreciate you sharing your cruise story. I know it's not bike related, but. I enjoyed listening to it, so... Thank you. That's cool. And I would like to, again, thank our Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. 
And if you're interested in joining this group that we have and supporting the show, please visit loudpipes.net forward slash donate. And we do this show as often as we can, although not lately, uh, Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Join us at loudpipes.net forward slash live. Mix it up in the chat room with us and other riders during the show. And you can follow us on the Mixler app and be notified when we go live. Additional information from this episode, including links and some images from the congregation show, can be found on our website, loudpipes.net slash 126. Here you'll find links to leave us some feedback, subscribe to the show, which is free, and follow us on social media. All right, Johnny John? Yes, sir. Kickstands up? Let's roll, buddy. Let's roll. All right. Later. Later. Thank you for listening. Please consider supporting the show. We offer generous rewards for your contribution. Find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate.